Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. What's going on, everybody? And welcome in to another edition of B-Shape Daily. Brendan Schaefer here with you. Early morning hours of Saturday, September 24th, 2022. As we have just witnessed history ladies and gentlemen he's done it albert pujols the fourth player in major league baseball history to join the 700 home run club barry bonds hank aaron babe ruth albert pujols he does it of course with a flair for the dramatic two home runs on friday night as the cardinals beat the dodgers 11 nothing it was a coming out party for the offense, as though all the tension and pressure has been released from this roster, released from this team and this lineup, all thanks to Albert Pujols. Incredible stuff. Wow, wow, wow. We'll get into all the discussion of number 700 tonight for Albert. That is the main focus of the show tonight on B-Shape Daily. We'll talk about the game as well as the rest of the Cardinals certainly did their job. Offensively, standout performers from a pitching perspective. Jose Quintana, standout performer. So we'll talk a little bit about all of that, but we want to take a moment. It's like Jack Buck once said, pardon me while I stand and applaud. He was talking about Mark McGuire, anyway, and the example of that Jack Buck quote, with which I am familiar. He may have used the line at other times. I don't know. I know he used it when Mark McGuire tied Roger Maris with number 61. And it feels like the emotion of Cardinals Nation tonight to just applaud and congratulate Albert Pujols for his incredible achievement. 700 home runs in the big leagues. We're really going to just dive in and stream of consciousness this thing when it comes to Albert. But real quick, before I get too deep into the content of the show, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to B-Shape Daily on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because holy smokes, like, did you get that feeling tonight? Did you get that feeling that maybe the magic isn't over yet for 2022 and the St. Louis Cardinals? I sort of got that feeling where it's like, all right, that was the thing that we had waited to see. And we've been sort of anticipating it for a number of weeks, maybe months, maybe all year for those who had held out hope from the beginning of the season that Pujols could do this. Like, that was pretty cool. And everybody, you know, you're, you're, you're built up in anticipation of what that moment might be like. I'll tell you what the moment was like for me. Maybe not the way that I pictured it, but like, couldn't be more perfect. You know, that's that's just the way, that's the way things unfold. But the fact that now it's happened... And you're like, okay, well, what's next? Well, I think the what's next is potentially the thing that these Cardinals veterans have been telling us all summer long was the thing that's next. They're trying to win a championship. They're not done. 
These individual moments are wonderful. Adam Wainwright mentioned this a couple of weeks ago when he tied, along with Yadier Molina, the major league record for most starts by a battery, tied it, and then they passed Bill Freehand, Mickey Lulich in the next outing. And he said it's it was great to have the celebration, but at the end of all these celebrations, these little miniature milestones that we get to enjoy throughout the season, we always make sure to bring it back and mention among the among the teammates and everybody that we're not done. We've got something else we're striving for at the end of the season. And I, I do believe the Cardinals have that one-track mind. They are singularly focused on being that last team standing. And, boy, I mean, if Albert Pujols isn't one of those guys who can give you those kinds of moments and can contribute to the potential goal of getting there and making a deep October run, I mean, it's just it's just obvious to me at this point that they've got a group of guys that are hungry for it. And October baseball's tricky, like you can't guarantee anything. But I'm saying subscribe to B-Shape Daily because I still feel as though there are going to be special moments yet to come. And that's what this podcast is all about. We're breaking down the special moments for the Cardinals in 2022 and beyond. So make sure you're locked and loaded on all these episodes as we go along for the ride, because it could be, you know, it could be a short ride. Wild card series, best two out of three. Maybe the pitching doesn't hold up. Maybe the Cardinals make an early exit, but maybe, maybe it doesn't go that way, and we're able to witness and enjoy the ride for these Cardinals legends, these guys that, I mean, it doesn't really matter what age you are. You could be my age. I'm 28 years old. I saw tonight on Twitter, people talking about, well, I was X old. I was doing this when Albert Pujols debuted. I was was in second grade, I guess it was, 2001. And now I'm here doing what I'm doing. And I've had the privilege to, like, witness Albert's entire career. And, like, I'm old enough to remember the whole thing. That's really cool. But if you're not, if you're younger than me, you've got your own special connection to what Albert Pujols has meant. And now you're getting a chance to, maybe you're a Cardinals fan who, if Albert hadn't come back, you maybe would have only had the stories, right, passed down to you from older generations. But now you're getting to see it in person. And just imagine what you're seeing now. It happened for 11 years every game. And now you're getting one last year of it. It's the icing on the cake, the cherry on the top of a wonderful, incredible career. And so you're getting that. And if you're older than me and you've got, those memories of just what it's been like to have Albert Pujols as a part of your life as a baseball fan. I mean, this is, this has spanned quite a while, guys. It's pretty special. It's just really, it's really hard to put into words exactly what it means to people and what it means to me. I mean, it's neat to see him do it. It's neat to see him do it. I didn't have a doubt that he was going to get it done. I guess I can't say that for a while there. I did have a doubt, but, I turned that corner recently. If you guys have been listening to the show, you know that for a number of weeks now, I've been I've been on the train. The train that I was always on, though, was the one of bring Albert back to St. Louis. Don't even don't even let that be a question. I remember going all the way back to 2021, May of 2021, and I had somebody send the, the tweet to my attention, so I retweeted it from myself. It was May 6th, 2021 when Albert was 
released or the news came down that Albert was being released by the Angels in the final year of his 10-year contract. And I said, I'd like to see him back regardless of how much baseball sense it makes. And, like, it's interesting to think back. Like, there were people who said, no, you don't bring Albert back because if you do, it's going to tarnish the legacy. It's not going to work out well. He's not in a great spot as a hitter in his career anymore. He's below average. And is that really worth it to put on your bench? Is that really worth putting the fans through it where they expect one thing and inevitably they're going to get something else? I mean, shoot. (laughs) All we can do now is look back on some of those takes and laugh. And I got to say, though, even when I was saying, oh, yeah, bring Albert back, that was sort of like in my mind. It was like, you know, for the, the ceremonial, nostalgic aspect of it, like get him back and have him end with the Cardinals. That's the way it ought to be. You know, I nobody expected. I didn't expect to see what we're seeing from Albert Pujols this year. And that's part of why I say, like, get ready. October's coming. Because they've got Albert as part of this thing that almost feels like magic. 21 home runs this season. Age 42 season for Albert. OPS of 868. It's the best OPS he's had since going back to when he was with the Cardinals the first time. 2011, his OPS final season in St. Louis is 907. His first year in L.A., it was 859, which is still pretty good. But that 859 was the first and only year outside of his Cardinals years that he had an 800 OPS or better. Every other year, it was below. So he's gone 10 years, and then as if out of nowhere, has gotten back to that point this year. He's a contributor. It's just amazing. It's amazing that he's done this. If you'd like to support the show, real quick, patreon.com slash bshafer12. Head on over there. Become a monthly patron. It's the 24th of September. Legitimately would mean a lot to me to have you on board, but honestly, if I'm being honest, and I'm a frugal kind of guy. I think people should spend their money wisely. Wait till October 1st to become a patron because then you won't be double charged. If you do it right now, you'll be charged again five bucks on the 1st of October. And as much as that would be nice, I just don't think that's really fair. So I'm going to let you guys know that now. But we'd love you to check out Patreon, give it a look, and see if that's something that would interest you to support Be Shape Daily in that way. Now, all that being said, here's what I was up to tonight I was at a wedding. It was the first outing my wife and I have had uh, without the little man since the baby was born. Her parents were able to watch him, came over to our house and, and watched him for the evening wedding for uh, a friend of my wife's from her from her work. And we're there and we're dancing. It's a great time. And one of my buddies, Thomas, is like, hey, you see this? Albert hit 699. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I start tweeting about it, of course. I'm like, that's great. And then I think, that's pretty cool because now, you know, we get a chance rest of the weekend, watch him shoot for 700. That's awesome. And maybe, you know, maybe it even lasts beyond the Milwaukee series where you're back in St. Louis with a chance to do it in front of the home fans. That's awesome. That's probably been kind of weighing on him. Been a few days since he's gotten one. Now he's got one and now it, now, now you feel good about, you know, I already felt good about 700. It's going to happen, right? But. That's just some good reinforcement. Like, that's awesome. 
Oh, boy, I should have known better. <laughs> I should have known better, right? Leave it to Albert Pujols to be sitting on 699 for literally one at-bat and to homer in that one at-bat. It's incredible. Number 700, it happened the same way. Thomas comes up and he shows me his phone. I'm like, is this real? Are we joking right now? And that's what everybody said. I'm just like watching the video over and over like moments after it happens. And everybody's coming up and says, oh, we hit another one? That's not real. Like, no, it, it is real. People kind of watching over my shoulder. That was how I found out. That was how I experienced the moment. And I wouldn't change it. Wouldn't change it for anything. You know, obviously it's like, oh, you envision getting to watch it live. But that's just part of the it's part of the allure for me of the whole thing. Like, I don't mind it. I'm not upset. I I feel for Cardinals fans in some way. I won't have a lot negative to say about it, but like the notion of it happening on the Apple TV game, that's not really the way people envisioned it. I feel bad for Danny Mac. Uh he was in the radio booth with KMOX. John Rooney had a great call. And Ricky Horton chiming in afterwards. But Danny Mack was actually, I believe, calling that inning as as a play-by-play, but stepped aside to let the regular lead radio man, John Rooney, have the call of the Albert AB. And Rooney thanked him for it on the broadcast. Good stuff. Camo actually tweeted out the audio about three and a half minutes long of the homer and, and everything that followed on the radio broadcast. Definitely worth a listen if you guys want to kind of dive into that and get into the moment if you happen to be watching it or, or didn't get a chance to hear it live from those guys. But how about Danny Mac? First of all, just a pros pro to know that like, that's gotta be a, that's gotta be a tough thing for, for Danny Mac. Like if anybody deserved a chance along with John Rooney to get to call that moment, you know, it's, it's Dan McLaughlin. And it just so happens that you have this weird fluky thing that it's not on Bally. And so it's the Apple TV crew doing the TV version of, Albert's home run. And so he has to kind of step aside, but was such a pro about it. And so that, but that for me is a little bit like, oh man, like it should have been maybe a little bit different in that regard. And I, and for Cardinals fans who, again, like the Apple thing is tricky because it is free. Like you don't have to pay a fee to watch these Apple games, at least this year, maybe next year it'll be different, but you didn't have to pay to like download the premium version of this app or anything like that. You just had to physically be able to have the wherewithal to know how to get the app and how to get get it all downloaded to your device and stuff like that. I know there are fans out there who that's, I mean, that's technological kind of stuff and it might not have been very easy for, for people to do. And so people might have missed it because of that, which is, you know, a shame to me that that was necessarily the case. But, you know, it's just one of those, one of those deals of the way it went down. And I think by and large, those are sort of afterthought facts and everything else about this was just fantastic and amazing that he's done it. He's done 700. And the fact, like it's just legend stuff to do it the way that he did it by just there's one at bat. He was only chasing 700 for one at bat and he successfully acquired the bag on that one at bat and neither home run that he hit tonight was any sort of wall scraper. They were both bombs. And how about the way that he rounds the bases and he's so pumped up and excited. He's smiling the whole way. Gave a high five or whatever it was to Adrian Beltre, who was there behind home plate, they said, in the stands, which I noticed. It's just a, that's a cool, man. Brendan Donovan gets the big hug right after, too, because he was 
you know, they're uh, having scored, I, I guess, on the play. And it's just, that's just cool stuff, man. Like, it's just, you're so happy for Albert for getting the opportunity to do it. Does it away from home, right? Like, that's, I guess, the other part of it that I didn't mention that people are probably saying, well, hey, you say it was perfect. I would have loved to have seen it at Bush. But if it's not going to be at Bush, you know, Dodger Stadium is a good spot for it to happen, right? Those fans appreciated it. He got a curtain call. I mean, he you saw the way that he gestured to the opposing dugout and, and put his put his helmet to his heart and gestured back toward the Dodgers team. Who Those are guys that were teammates of his last year. So I feel like that's a that's got a special place in all of this as well. Like not only with when the Angels cast him aside in 2021, where the Dodgers, the team to pick him up and to sort of unlock a different layer to what he could do offensively at this point in his career, had a lot of success against lefties. And I think it was that success last year with the Dodgers that sort of compelled the Cardinals to that final hurdle to be like, yeah, we could do this. Because, it, I mean, there is a fact of it where the Cardinals maybe wouldn't have gone for it if they thought he was going to be sort of just a mascot, right? And if you look at the numbers from the Angels the last few years and then you say, yeah, we're going to bring that guy in, that would have been, you've been projecting a little bit of, of mascotdom, right? Like, he didn't have good stats the last couple seasons with the Angels. If you look at his numbers... From that 2020 year, COVID season, not a ton of a sample size there, 39 games, but he had a 665 OPS. That's a guy that's, he's on the way down. He's trending in the wrong way at that point, right? And so you kind of figured, all right, it's probably downhill from here. And then to begin the 2021 season, that was 2020. 2021, 198 average and a 622 OPS with the Angels. And they finally said, okay, that's that's enough. We're going to release him and give the roster spot to somebody else. That's when he goes to the Dodgers and had that uptick to 759, the OPS. Which, to that point, was his best OPS. It wasn't his full season numbers, but it would have been the best since when he was a, a 780 OPS in 2016. So that's a good five years between and... Found a little bit of rejuvenation to his game. That was with the Dodgers. And they've got smart coaches over there. I don't know what it was. Was it just a change of scenery after leaving the other L.A. and feeling a little bit free because of that? Didn't have to worry about living up to the weight of that contract anymore. It was it was all in the past, and he could just go out and play again. Was that part of it? I don't know. But the bottom line is he played well with the Dodgers. And I don't know if that opened the eyes of the Cardinals at all. Because they didn't go after him at first when they could, right? May 6, 2021. That was when I was ready to see Albert join the Cardinals. Cardinals didn't go after him then. But then you get a chance to see a few months of productive Albert holes, especially against lefties. And you know the DH is coming at that point for 2022. And it all adds up to me. And it did in spring training to where I believe you could go back on the podcast feed. I don't know which episode, but probably as we're gearing up and the rumors are starting to flow, I can remember saying, the only thing that should keep Albert Pujols from joining the Cardinals is if he doesn't want to. If he decides that he wants to pursue that, the Cardinals just need to, you know, draw up the contract. There's nothing else to say. And it, it sure, it would maybe be for sentiment and nostalgia and all that good stuff, but it's the right thing to just close that 
chapter and, and make things come full circle with Albert to finish as a Cardinal the same year that maybe Wainwright and, and Yachty go out as well. Just a no-brainer to have it be that way. Well, they made the right decision to do it. Albert, to me, made the right decision to, first of all, be down with that and had the conversations with Ollie Marmel that are talked about now where he tells him, I'm in, I'm in good shape. I've, I've worked to become a guy that can contribute to this team. Like, I don't want to just show up and just, again, be that kind of mascot player. That's the way that Wainwright has phrased it when talking about the older guys this year. Like, he was a driven Albert Pujols looking to actually help out this team. And for the first half of the year, Albert kind of did the things that I thought he would do. I thought that's kind of what it would look like in 2022. With Albert having some signature moments, it would be nice and fun. But overall, like the numbers wouldn't be anything outrageous. It, it would just be, you know, it would just be what it was. It was Albert Pujols. It was late stage of his career. And you're going to get some moments, but you're going to probably have kind of similar to what he did with the Dodgers once he went there last year. 750 OPS, like that'd be really solid, honestly. And maybe if the Cardinals can find a way to not overexpose him, don't pitch him, or I should say don't bat him against right-handed pitching very often, if hardly at all, just because that's obviously a, a matchup that wasn't as good for him even after he went to the Dodgers and, and was playing better. I kind of thought, like, that's a that's a universe that you can end up in and, and be okay. And prior to the All-Star break, July 16th, he ended that last game before the All-Star break with these numbers. Batting average at 215, on base of 301, slugging 376 for a 676 OPS. Like, all right, it was a nice thought, but that's about, you know, what else could you expect? Guy's 42 years old, he's... Been through a lot. Body's kind of broken down on him, and this is where he is at this point. Well, since then, second half, after, of course, he had the home run derby experience again at Dodger Stadium, rejuvenated. Here, Albert's numbers isolated just in the second half since the All-Star game. 313 average, 378 on base with a 657 slug. For an OPS of 1034, a 1,034 OPS since the All-Star break. And by the way, those numbers aren't even right because I'm looking at baseball reference. I don't think they've updated yet. It is maybe late enough at night that they would have. Let me double check, though. Let me double check. Yep, no, the last the last game on here was a San Diego game. So that'll, in the morning, even look more impressive. He's got an OPS about... Let's just call it, if it, if it said 1034, let's call it 1040. His OPS with the Cardinals lifetime is 1029. So he's been vintage Albert since the All-Star break. There's no qualifications necessary. There's no, yeah, but if you do this or, yeah, if it's against lefties, it's actually, nope. It's just he's been exactly what he was, if not even a little better. And he's doing it at age 42. He took 10, 10 years off, and he came back to St. Louis and has decided to, I guess, 10 and a half years, kind of, because, again, the first half of the season, he wasn't doing that. But for the second half, it's it's what he's been the entire way. Lefties, righties, hasn't mattered. Hits a home run tonight off a lefty, hits another one off a righty to get to 700. Just magical, magical stuff 
from Albert Pujols. We'll have plenty more to say about it in podcasts in the in the days ahead, but that's my instant reaction. I feel like there are so many other things that I wanted to say that I thought of and that I'll think of over the week, and it's just going to be free reign for me to be like, oh, yeah, remember that Albert Pujols guy? Let's, let's take a few minutes and talk about him again because I got some things to say. So that may be the way that I handle it, but for the moment, I'm going to slowly slide into discussion of the rest of this Cardinals game real quick before we get out of here this weekend episode of B-Shave Daily. 11 nothing for the Cardinals. Like, is that kind of what they needed to see Albert make it happen and suddenly they're off and running? Because Albert's two home runs were what got it going in the third and fourth inning offensively for this team tonight. Five RBIs for Albert in the game on Friday. And suddenly he's sort of looking ahead at Babe Ruth on that MLB all-time RBIs leaderboard where he's at 22.08. Babe Ruth, 22.13 is what I'm seeing. So that would get him to number two all-time. Just amazing the class that he's in as it is. But maybe that's something Albert still has a chance to chase down. It's going to be a party, a celebration at Bush Stadium when the Cardinals return home next week for that series against the Pirates. It's going to be the last series of the regular season at Bush Stadium. It's going to be pretty cool. And we'll see if Albert still has some history left to chase when it happens. And now seeing, by the way, a little bit of discrepancy on Babe Ruth's RBI total. I guess it depends on when they started keeping track. But, I mean, isn't that the point? Like, this is how long ago this guy was doing this and Albert's touching records that have stood for like a hundred years. That's what's kind of crazy. Maybe not quite a hundred years, but if you're debating on, well, that's actually not the number because 1920, they didn't start. Give me a break. Like that's, that proves the point right there of how amazing this is. But for the Cardinals on Friday night, what was amazing is that it sort of was the exhale that I think the offense needed to see Albert do what he did. And obviously, they, they got that started with Lars Newbar and Brendan Donovan in the last game in San Diego on Thursday afternoon. Grand slam. Newbar had the home run. Well, on Friday, they kind of kept that going a little bit. Lars Newbar is sort of catching fire again, isn't he? Three for five, a double, and a home run for Newbar. I mean, that's that's notable. 14 home runs on the year now for Lars. Juan Yepes got in on the fun, his 12th of the year, which is super cool to think about, right? Like, Juan Yepes has had that year where he gets to play alongside Albert Pujols. He gets to develop this friendship, this relationship with Albert. Albert, gracious enough to take the guy under his wing, and he's like a puppy dog following Albert around, and that's really been Juan Yepes all year. Then he has to go down to Memphis, first gets injured, and then when he gets back to health, he doesn't get his spot back on the roster because circumstances had changed. But he keeps at it, and he gets his spot back now in September, and on the night where Albert makes history, Juan Yepes can always say, I homered in that game too. And I and I know Albert Pujols, and he's my buddy. Like, that's just really cool for Juan Yepes from, like, a personal perspective. Just awesome to see that. And Alec Burleson as well. You got the position player in there in the later innings for the Dodgers, but Burley took advantage of it. You got to get your first major league home run eventually, so might as well happen in, in that way. And uh, now just 699 to go if you're Alec Burleson. So congrats to the rookie on that accomplishment. and. For the Cardinals, that was the kind of night that it was. 12 hits, 11 runs, made it happen offensively. 
Dylan Carlson liked to see the two for five from him as well. A couple of runs scored in an RBI. Tommy Edmond batting leadoff going one for four. A couple of runs scored and a walk as well. Nothing doing really for Nolan Arenado in this game. He goes 0 for 5. But how about this? I remember back to the Zoom days and Keeley and STL put this back onto the timeline from Nolan Arenado. He's got the mask under his chin. This was when they were doing Zooms and we didn't get a chance to even talk with the players in person. But pulled this video and Keeley captioned it. This guy just got to witness number 700 as his teammate. This was Nolan Arenado. Last year, I want to say this was around May of 2021 when Albert, you know, was getting released by the Angels and it was up in the air on what the rest of his baseball playing life would look like. And this was Arenado finishing up one of those Zoom sessions with reporters and he had something else that he wanted to add at the end. Here was this. Hey, with Nolan, letting get out of here. Can I say one more thing? Sure. Uh, Albert Pujols, I love you, man. You're one of the greatest to ever play this game and I hope you get to go out the right way and... Uh, you know, you're just, I'm just a huge fan, and I hope you hear this one day because, you know, you're my favorite player. Thank you. How about that, guys? I mean, that's part of the lore of Albert Pujols. You've got Nolan Arenado, one of the best players in the game, just g- giving him a video message at that time to say, I hope he sees this because the guy's my favorite player. That guy's Albert's teammate. Like, it's just the emotion behind what it would mean for the Cardinals to make a run right here to guys like, Arenado and Albert and Goldie, Wayno, Yachty. I mean, it just adds up to they got to find a way. Like, that's just the way I look at it at this point. It's it's just been really cool to see all these things coming together. And, I mean, you look back on social media at the reactions people are having. DP487, he says, I remember sitting at my great-grandpa's house watching a Cardinals game in 2001 and thinking, man, this – Pujols guy is pretty good like this just it brings out the best of what baseball is to people and that's what's so exciting about it Greg Gamzinger from MLB Network pretty crazy on April 13th the uh, MLB Network tweeted this out tonight and was making the rounds obviously in the aftermath of it Greg Gamzinger said of Albert he's going to hit his 700th career home run on the road Friday night in Los Angeles in September. I'll just go ahead and play that clip as well. Just some amazing stuff here. Again, part of the lore. Here's Greg Amzinger from MLB Network. Albert's going to play so much more than people think. He is. He's a draw and he's going to be productive. He will reach 700 career home runs. I do have bad news, Cardinal fans. I have bad news. He's going to hit his 700th career home run on the road. And only fitting it'll be in Wrigley, right? No. (laughs) Friday night in Los Angeles in September of Clayton Kershaw. Oh, Oh, man, that's a crazy That's when it's going to happen. How about that? The only thing he got wrong was Kershaw because Kershaw didn't happen to pitch tonight. But if it had been Kershaw on the mound, it it probably would have happened that way. But Greg Emsner called that back on April 13th. He said, Albert's going to play a lot more than you think. He's a draw. And the part that maybe nobody could have fully recognized or or anticipated to the level that it's happened was the ability for Albert to turn back the clock and perform as one of the best hitters in the Cardinals lineup. Behind the MVP, Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arredato, he's got the next highest OPS of the guys that have been 
mainstays for the Cardinals this season. So it's just absolute insanity what he's been doing and a blast to watch. And the coolest part of it all is that it's not over yet. He and the Cardinals have still got some history left that they're chasing. And one of the guys that can help him get there is Jose Quintana. How about this guy? Six and two-thirds innings against the Dodgers. It's not a t- that's not a lineup that is easy to, to do what he did tonight against. Five hits allowed, no walks, and no runs with six strikeouts for Q. Six and two-thirds innings. That follows up the outing that he had against Cincinnati last week. Eight innings, no runs against the Reds at Bush Stadium. 14 and two-thirds over his last two. Seven hits, no walks in his last two starts. 12 strikeouts. Tell you what, tell you what, that's the guy that's in my playoff rotation. I mean, he has solidified that, hasn't he? And the fact that he showed his ability to do it on the road, ice water in his veins. Cardinals knew they were getting a trusted veteran, but the fact that he's turning it on right now when it counts the most and and getting tuned up for October baseball, that's got to have you feeling pretty good, right? In September, he's given up just two earned runs Two runs in total in 25 and a third innings. Opposing batting average of 182. That's an ERA of 071. 0.71 ERA in September. He had some hiccups here and there in August. Even for August, the 3.38 ERA, like that was solid. That was what Jose Quintana is. But what we're seeing right now from him is, I mean, again, sometimes you face a, a competition that's a little lesser Washington, Pittsburgh, Cincy in this month of September. The Dodgers aren't lesser, though, and he threw a gem tonight. So I don't know exactly how you line it up. Wainwright's dead arm situation is scaring me a little bit with where do I use him, how do I use him. He's got it. He's going to pitch for me in the playoffs unless he downright says I don't have it, I physically can't. That being said, like Quintana, what I like about him is in that NLDS, I think he's game one for me. And I hope that I can get to it. If I'm the Cardinals, I'd hate to go down and and have my season end without getting to use him. But just knowing what he's capable of doing on the road is so critical because he does that tonight in Los Angeles against those Dodgers. That's, that's what I need to see from a guy that's going to start game one of, of a playoff series. That'll be against a tough opponent like the Mets or the Braves. That's what it's going to be in the NLDS. If the Cardinals can get through that first series, And that first series is going to take place at home, and it'd be great to have Quintana on the mound for those as well, but you're limited in terms of the way you're going to be able to line it up. I don't want Michaelis or Wainwright to pitch those road games one and two in the LDS, so I'm looking at those two guys, like Michaelis for sure, and Wainwright, I very much want it to still be Wainwright if if he's up to it, and he'll tell you whether or not he is, I think is the way you have to handle that if you're the Cardinals. And then if you need a game three, which hopefully you don't, I think Montgomery may be the guy for that. You could go Quintana or Montgomery for a game three at Bush to try and advance you to the next round. Ideally, and this is a perfect world, we don't always live in the fantasy land with the unicorns and rainbows, but I've continued to say, if you can get through Michaelis Wainwright, those first two, and you sweep two in a row, whether it's the the Braves or the Phillies or the Padres or whoever you're going to be playing in the wildcard series, and then you can go Quintana Montgomery on the road, and double it right back with Wainwright Michaelis as your guys at home in games three and four of the LDS. That's how you get to the NLCS. That's the pitching plan that can get you there as long as the offense contributes the way that it needs to. We've talked about the offense being the group that carries the Cardinals here. 
But that's a plan that really feels like it's viable and could line up really well for the Cardinals. Quintana, absolutely. He's he's in there for me. Jack Flaherty, I get the nine strikeouts, and he, he is kind of working his way back still. He can be on the postseason roster. I don't know that he's one of the four, though, if I'm starting four guys. Maybe you do a five-man rotation if you need to go with Quintana or Montgomery to get that game three of the wild card series, and then you can go the other one, Quintana, and then Flaherty, game two of the LDS. Maybe that's the way you do it. I don't really know. I don't know exactly how the days line up or how the Cardinals are going to want to use their guys, but for now, I'm just looking at bottom line, Quintana pitches. He pitches in the rotation because you know what you're going to get from him. Ice water in his veins. He has been everything the Cardinals could have hoped for when they got him at the trade deadline. I tweeted out, there was a time maybe two months ago when the infielder Hanser Alberto for the Dodgers, who came on to pitch the last couple of innings, gave up the home run to Burleson, but then retired the last six that he faced as a position player pitching. I would have said that that guy could be the number five starter for the Cardinals. That's how bad things were two months ago before the trade deadline. Not anymore. Not with guys like Jose Quintana and Jordan Montgomery adding to the fold and, and doing a tremendous job of it. By the way, Corey Dickerson got to pitch tonight as well. Didn't give up any runs either. I think he loaded the bases, but didn't give up any runs there in the ninth inning as the Cardinals had that 11 to nothing lead. So that was fun to see too. But that's going to do it for this edition of B-Shape Daily. What a night that it was. At B-Shaper12 on Twitter, let me know your Albert Pujols thoughts, your memories, what you're looking forward to, what you enjoyed about this amazing journey that he's had to get to 700. I want to hear from you. At B-Shaper12 on Twitter, leave some reviews as well on Apple Podcasts if you guys like the show. That helps me too. So I'm going to get on out of here, get some rest, and we'll be here the remainder of the season rocking and rolling as the Cardinals continue their chase for something a little bigger. The milestones are great, but they're, they're even looking for more than that. So... Thank you guys so much, and we'll talk to you next time on B-Shape Daily. Peace.